हरिओ सुदम शरीर कौंते क्षेत्र मिथ्यधीये tatvas in fact the whole cosmos is a big body of that uh, universal person and it is made up of these 24 elements and uh, the seer of this body or one who is aware of this body conscious of this body is the is the kshetradnya more about this kshetradnya bhagwan will reveal afterwards but now he is revealing 20 values and these 20 values are 20 sadhanas spiritual practice which prepares us to understand the kshetradnya in its real nature that is it makes us uh, fit or it makes the mind intellect equipment fit to reveal our own nature our own self so this uh, uh, values are very important so let us chant the seventh verse we had seen uh, few of them so let us chant amanitvamadam bhitvam अहिंसा क्षातिराजव आचार्योपासन शौच स्थर्यत्मग्रह अमिवदिंसा क्षातिराजव आचार्योपासन शौच स्थर्यत्मग्रह हाँ दिस ट्वेंटी वैल्यूज विच आर अदर वर्सेस आल्सो विल बी मेंशन दिस टोटल ट्वेंटी वैल्यूज आर इंडिकेटेड हियर एस ज्ञानम एस नॉलेज दिस वैल्यूज देमसेल्फ आर नॉट नॉलेज बट दे हेल्प अस टू गेन दैट सुप्रीम नॉलेज and this values are not an action it is our state of our being it is it is a deep inner conviction and it is the state of our being our mind our intellect so it is and it is acquired through satsang through introspection through study of the scriptures through contemplation through prayer through various other sadhanas we can acquire these values within us they are there but they are hidden like amanitvam amanitvam is already there but that manitvam is blocking it 
pride is blocking the humility which is already there. So when we understand the futility of pride and it gets dropped, then what remains is uh, amanitvam, the humility. So amanitvam, adambhitvam, absence of hypocrisy. Ahimsa, absence of violence towards ourself, towards all the beings of this world. Kshanti hi, Kshanti is the absence of disturbance when somebody does something uh, or tries to give us sorrow or pain. Absence of disturbance of the mind. See, it is, as I had mentioned yesterday, it is different from forgiveness. Forgiveness is, we get disturbed, but then we say, I forgive you. But here, Kshanti is one step higher than forgiveness, where the person is even not even aware that the other person is uh, is disturbing or is causing pain. Hmm. So, the other person might realize and might come and say, oh, I am very sorry, but this person will say, for what? I did not get any disturb." So, it is a state of our mind, our intellect, which doesn't get agitated by the actions of the world outside. It remains in a, in a steady state. And this is possible when we gain proper wisdom of uh, ourself and also about the world and about the laws of karma. Hmm. That whatever one experiences, one experiences because of one's own uh, karma. So unnecessary blaming others and, and getting agitated because of that is not required. One has to continue doing, performing whatever duties are there but uh, the mind should remain calm and peaceful. So that is called Kshantihi. And then Arjavam. Arjavam is straightforwardness. The, the, the intellect, the mind, the speech, the actions are all in, are all integrated properly. Whatever one, one knows, one is convinced about, similar feeling comes in our mind. And similar actions are performed. The integrated personality. That is called being straightforward. Straightforward doesn't mean being blunt or just uh, hurting others by saying something uh, harshly. Many times people do like that and they say, I am a very straightforward person. Hmm. Straightforward means one has got high conviction in the heart. And the emotions are in tune with this conviction and the actions are in tune with the emotions. Hmm. It should start from the conviction, then the emotions, then the actions. Not that you perform action and then uh, feel and then justify it. That is not the right way. That whatever my deep inner convictions are there, regarding what I have heard about the nature of the self and the world, that everything is divine, whatever deep convictions are there, when I identify with those convictions, 
when I keep uh, making those conviction more and more firm, then the emotion starts arising from that convictions. When I am, for example, our own body, I am convinced that I only exist in this body. I am there in my head, in my uh, body, in my legs, everywhere. So while eating, by mistake, if I bite my tongue, hmm, I don't uh, go and, uh, what you call, <laughs> I don't remove all my teeth, I don't uh, struck it out in anger, because I am convinced that the tongue is mine and the teeth also belongs to me. Hmm? I exist in both. That conviction prevents me from taking uh, any harsh actions against myself. But at times we forget this conviction and we might take harsh action. Similarly, whatever conviction I have gathered through satsang, if that conviction becomes more and more firm, then emotions start arising in tune with that conviction. And through these emotions and conviction, whatever actions we perform, they will be in tune with the conviction. And such a person is called an integrated person, a straightforward person. And that is what uh, is also the meaning of the word Arjun. Arjun means Ruju, one who is straightforward. He was a straightforward person. But here his conviction was wrong. His emotions came out in tune with those convictions. And his actions also were faulty. Bhagwan, through the message of Bhagavad Gita changed his conviction. His emotions also became fine and his actions also were also perfect. So this Arjavam is also a very important quality, important value which we have to follow. And once it is acquired, it helps us to gain the supreme knowledge, to, to realize our own self. Then comes Acharya Pasanam. Acharya, Acharya means a teacher. Teacher here means not all the teachers, I mean all the teachers we should respect and all. But here for the seeker who is striving to gain the ultimate state of enlightenment, then the teacher who is revealing that moksha sadhan, one who is giving the final, showing the final path, See, there are teachers are also called uh, one who gives direction, hmm. deshikam. So you want to go to, let us say, a particular point in Delhi, you want to reach a particular spot. So from your home, you keep asking direction and people are there who show you direction. They are also teachers. But then when you reach the ultimate destination, but still you are not very certain which is the uh, place where you have to finally go, then you there is some person whom you ask, he shows you the final destination. Such a teacher is called the Sadguru, the one who shows you the final destination. There are many, many gurus who come in our life, right from our childhood, our mother, our parents and brothers, sisters, so many gurus, they are there, 
but ultimately the guru who gives us the shows us the path for liberation to become free to gain that state of enlightenment is the last guru the sadguru and one has to the sincere seeker must serve this sadguru serve the sadguru means one is one has to whatever service we can render but other is that whatever the teacher is telling we have to remember that and follow it very sincerely sincerely we should listen to the teacher remember what he has said and follow the instructions very sincerely that is called service of the teacher otherwise the teacher is speaking and uh, what do you call uh, and giving some instruction and the student is not listening or not following then that is not service uh, so when we serve the teacher when we hold on to the words of the teacher those words will take us to the supreme destination because teacher through his words through his blessings through his grace uh, he leads us to the final destination but we should value the teacher his words with lot of reverence and respect then those words will take us to the final destination there was a very great saint in uh, maharashtra's uh, nisargadatta maharaj he had gone to his teacher and the teacher told him that you are brahman you are brahma that supreme reality pure existence consciousness and bliss you are not this body you are not this mind intellect and all you are not this ego you are not what you think you are but you are that brahma and he said you hold on to this even though you might not accept it or it might not be understood now or you might not experience it but hold on to this now go and he held on to this only he said my teacher has said so i will hold on and just by holding on to the words of the teacher he ultimately reach the state of enlightenment just this one statement itself he held on to it and he reached his destination so similarly when one serves the teacher in this way acharya upasanam upasanam means being near to the teacher near doesn't mean physically near near means to to sit where the teacher is sitting again not on the chair or something <laughs> but to sit and to see from the point from where the teacher is seeing recently somebody sent me an email and there was a story in that email that one mother was teaching she was embroidering and making something and the child was playing on the floor and she was doing something 
and the child when he looked at the that work which he was doing from the other end it appeared quite ugly uh, the threads were hanging and the different colors and this and that and funny shape and all and she said that uh, and he said that i don't know what you are doing it looks so jumbled dumbled up i don't understand what you are doing she said from your your point of view it looks quite confusing i realize then she just held him and kept him on her lap and then showed and it was a beautiful uh, picture beautiful scenery she had made and everything appeared so wonderful similarly we are looking at this world from an ego standpoint it appears totally jumbled up totally confused so acharya upasanam means sitting close to the acharya sitting close to the teacher or seeing from the standpoint of the teacher looking from where the teacher is looking hmm? switch off the mobile phone please looking from where the teacher is looking then everything will become very clear so acharya upasanam is a very uh, interesting and important value which one has to and for this one thing which is required is to drop all our notions which we have collected including the mobile phone we should drop them rather than getting disturbed and disturbing others we have collected lot of false notions which prevent us from changing our standpoint it is very difficult we will we try to modify our standpoint but it is what we acharya upasanam means dropping our standpoint and taking the standpoint of the teacher not modifying our standpoint not uh, decorating and coloring our standpoint but dropping it totally and seeing from where that acharya is seen it's like the moon which is a crescent moon if i am seeing it and you are standing in front of me and i say look at the moon and you are looking at me or you are looking beyond me you will not see the moon you will have to look where i am looking then it will be seen similarly the acharya is saying that you are brahman and i say oh i am what brahman i am this body mind intellect and i am miserable person and i was miserable before i am miserable now and i have my own prediction that i will remain miserable in future also acharya says from your standpoint what you are saying is true but look from my standpoint you will see yourself as brahma so that is called acharya upasanam acharya upasanam shaucham the next is shaucham shaucham is cleanliness cleanliness of our of this equipment body mind intellect has to speech actions has to be cleaned cleaned of all impurities words which we utter should be clean should there should not be any false words there should not be any harsh words 
there should not be any words which are irrelevant that truthful words that cleans the speech our actions all actions should be in tune with our whatever duties responsibilities are there that cleans the action also the action can be performed to serve the world or serve the wise people serve the good our mind should be made free of the impurities of likes and dislikes uh, anger jealousy and so many impurities are there uh, it should be clean through satsang just as every day we take bath every day we should do some satsang to clean our mind if the opportunity for satsang is not available we should read good books those are also like satsang only books of wise people we should read and every day when we read it cleans our system it cleans our thinking it cleans our feeling we should read some sublime stories of sublime feelings that also cleans our feelings like we listen to bhagavat or ramayan there are wonderful stories of sublime feelings of sacrifice of compassion of love of kindness when we read when we listen to the story we identify and even for a second if that emotion comes in our heart it cleans the mind so this is a process of cleaning and simultaneously should be one should avoid allowing negative emotions to come and simple way of avoiding is we should stop watching serials all sorts of negative feeling suppose there is anger someone is very angry and all and when we watch it that per- not only that person is angry but you become angry and every time i become angry every time i become jealous every time i become proud it leaves a scar in my heart and to clean it it takes its own time so to avoid negative influence on the mind and to have positive influence and to clean the mind means purify the emotions purify the thoughts and our ideas and conviction we should not carry false philosophies in our heart that is called purifying our intellect purify it such a way that it doesn't carry false images and ideas and convictions we should purify our chitta our memories in the sense we should uh, uh, those memories which are useless for our decision making should be uh, kept uh, below the file should be kept uh, below it cannot be erased totally so you just don't use it but new files should be used which help us to take proper decision people carry things from their past huh? and keep referring to that file so we should drop that so all this is uh, indicated by the term shaucham cleanliness as they say cleanliness is next to uh, impossible no sorry next to godliness <laughs> so cleanliness is very important the body 
the surrounding, the mind, the speech, the actions, the emotions, the thinking, conviction, everything should be made as clean and as uh, as simple as possible. See, simplicity is is required. Whatever you understand, try to understand it in a simple way. Don't try to become great uh, philosophers or intellectuals and all. Simple things in a simplified way. So don't uh, uh, strain the intellect with too many heavy stuffs. So shaucham, cleanliness, that is also a sadhana. Then stairyam, stairyam means uh, steadiness. Steadiness of what? Steadiness about our goal and our path. Stairyam. What is our goal? To attain that state of enlightenment. And what is the path to acquire all these uh, values? So one should be very firm and uh, should persevere with, uh, with total dedication and devotion this path. That's called stairya. Means should not deviate from one's path. See, it is, uh, it is easy to follow certain path for a short duration because suddenly we get inspired and all after listening to some inspiring words and all. We get inspired and we just take up some path, good path. But to maintain it requires real uh, dedication. To start something new requires rajogun, but to maintain requires sattvagun. And to drop it requires tamogun. Hmm. So many people are good in starting. Ah, from today I will just meditate and today I will follow this and all. And next day they are back to square one. That should not be. One should hold on to it. It's called stairyam. So we should have the courage to, to transform. Then the perseverance to Remain firm in that, our transformation, in that path. That's called stairyam. And stairyam is very important. Because this uh, path is such that uh, we need to follow it without any distraction. And then one will be able to attain success or attain that goal. So every time we get distracted, every time we deviate from our path, it will take more effort to again come back on track. It's like the railway, when it is moving on track, it is such a heavy thing. It can move without effort. But if it deviates, if we just go out of that track, it can't move further. To bring it back on track takes a lot of time. Once it is back, again it can move. Similarly, once we are on the track of spirituality should not try to fall down but remain on track and keep moving. That's called stadium. Hmm. Then Atma Vinigraha. Atma Vinigraha. Atma here doesn't, is not the supreme Atma but Atma is what we uh, consider I as this body at present. So body, our mind, our senses, which we consider as I. 
So, vinigraha means control. Means self-control. Control over the body, the senses. Because if we want to stay on our path, we should have control over this equipment also. So, control over the body in its, uh, in its uh, function, in eating, resting and all those things should have proper control. Proper control over our senses and our mind. These are equipments. These are the equipments which will, if they are tuned properly, they will help us to attain the state of enlightenment. It's like the radio receiver. The radio receiver doesn't create music. The music is already created and it is being transmitted. But if you want to hear that music, we have to tune the radio receiver to a particular frequency, then we hear it. Similarly, if we want to tune ourselves to our own self, this equipment of body, mind, intellect should be properly tuned. They are now creating such noise that it makes us difficult to recognize ourselves. So when we follow these values, they get tuned and it helps us to recognize ourselves. So Atma Vinigraha, self-control, control over our body, our senses, our mind, our intellect, our speech, our action. Control means they obey. They should obey our intellect. They should obey our convictions. They should, this body and the senses should not just do what they feel like, but they should follow proper uh, system. They should follow the proper conviction which we have. It should be obeyed by the, and it has to be handled in a very nice and a very gentle and a very wise way. Self-control doesn't mean aggressively or with a harshly trying to stop the senses or something like that. It's an intelligent understanding of our, our equipment and utilizing it effectively. It's like somebody uh, riding a motorcycle or something, having proper control can use it uh, in a most wonderful way also. All sorts of tricks also people do on their motorcycle. If they have proper control. Control doesn't mean holding on to it and just staring at it very vigorously. But having control to start it, to take it, to move it, to stop it, to speed up and all those things. So similarly, total control over our body, mind, intellect, equipment. Further, Indriyartheshu Vairagyam Anahankara Evacha Janma Mrityujara Vyadhi Dukkhadoshanu Darshanam Indriyartheshu Vairagyam Anahankara Evacha Janma 
ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥು ವೈರಾಗ್ಯಂ ಒನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ಕ್ವಾಲಿಟಿ ವಿಚ್ ಇಸ್ ರಿಕ್ವಾಯರ್ಡ್ ಇಸ್ ವೈರಾಗ್ಯ ವೈರಾಗ್ಯ ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥು ಫ್ರಾಮ್ ಇಂಡಲ್ಜಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಅರ್ಥ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಶಬ್ದ ಸ್ಪರ್ಶ ರೂಪ ರಸಗಂಧ ಸೌಂಡ್ ಟೇಸ್ಟ್ ಟಚ್ ಕಲರ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಸ್ಮೆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ಫೈವ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆರ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಇಂಡಲ್ಜಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ವಿ ಗೇನ್ ಪ್ಲೆಜರ್ ದ ಸೆನ್ಸಿಸ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಕಮ್ ಇನ್ ಕಾಂಟ್ಯಾಕ್ಟ್ ವಿತ್ ದೋಸ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಗಿವ್ಸ್ ಅಸ್ ಪ್ಲೆಜರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಕಾನ್ಸ್ಟಂಟ್ ಕ್ರೇವಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಗೇನ್ ದಿಸ್ ಪ್ಲೆಜರ್ ಮೋರ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಮೋರ್ pleasure of eating pleasure of uh, drinking pleasure of touching pleasure of uh, uh, experiencing something at the level of our body so all these pleasures they are experienced when the senses come in contact with the world of objects and a person who starts experiencing them will get more and more addicted to these pleasures addiction they are uh, they create addiction just like we talk about drug addictions there are all the senses they create addiction some addictions we have named them as very bad but all sense of uh, sense organs when they come in contact with objects they create addiction because it gives us pleasure we get attached to it and we want more and more of it and when we they create give us sorrow then we run away from it so this uh, what we are uh, what gives us pleasure we get attached we develop like we develop attachment to them and what gives us sorrow we develop dislike and hatred towards them and run away so all the time my mind and intellect is engaged in the activity of the senses of gaining pleasure or avoiding pain and all the time engage in that so when the mind and intellect which is the most fine instrument which we have is fully occupied by this uh, activity of gaining pleasure that person will not be available for anything higher if you want to destroy a person that person is destroyed if that person gets attached or gets uh, uh, what you call uh, um, addicted to any of this uh, pleasures hmm so vairagya is uh, absence of uh, attraction or attachment to these pleasures of the senses and this vairagya happens through vivek by discrimination by understanding the whole situation by by evaluating what we want and what we don't want by uh, by what you call um, by understanding what are our priorities it's like you want to catch a catch a flight on a particular uh, time you have to go there and catch the flight in which is very important but at the same time there is very interesting program coming up on television let us say and you are you are waiting to see that and you want to see that and all but if you continue saying it for another 5 minutes you will miss the flight so at that time what you do 
you just withdraw yourself from there and walk though gruntingly and not very happy about it but you have chosen because you have chosen that course similarly one who has chosen the path of spirituality has to take this decision because the path of pleasure will test our mind will be involved you will see actually if you talk to people you will know where their mind is most of the topic is about pleasure only khane ka kya peene ka kya kahan ghumna jana hai what dress we should wear what what uh, uh, bangles and what uh, ornaments we should get and what car and what bungalow and uh, what color and what crockery and this and that you know all the tank it is bitter bitter this about the world of uh, objects only mind is engaged in that intellect is engaged in that do you think such people are available for the higher they are not available that doesn't mean we have to avoid it totally whatever is required we should do it food is required to keep the body healthy and alive then eat it but to engage all the time our mind in food that is a problem dress and all whatever is required we have to wear it but all the time thinking about it and contemplating and attending all those and discussing with some fashion designers and getting this exact material from the market and sitting there in front of the tailor and advising him aisa karo waisa karo ye kyun kiya idhar kya wo again pura usi mein kya karna hai but there are people who are doing it one thing of the world and they are totally busy in that such people are not available for their own goodness for their own welfare so vairagya if it is not there then we should forget about enlightenment vairagya is very important vairagya doesn't mean hatred towards the world vairagya doesn't mean uh, totally avoiding all pleasures of the world vairagya means having uh, con- control over our own indulgence and sticking to our path of spirituality on that path we should never deviate from that path if any pleasures of this world or anything of this world if makes us deviate from our path then it is not good then whatever it is it is not good so vairagya will happen when we discriminate when we think and we weigh our priorities properly time and all it is not we have not come here to live permanently this body mind equipment is temporarily available and with this we can attain that supreme it is temporarily available when it will go we don't know it is like a bubble when it goes everything goes when again you will become conscious of another body we don't know that is a just a theory then so this is a chance and why we should waste this chance and for what purpose for some little gain of this world it is not required so indriyarthesu vairagyam when this vairagya comes 
through proper discrimination, through proper evaluating the pros and cons, when that vairagya comes, that person becomes available for the supreme enlightenment. Then the teaching of the scriptures, the words of the teacher reaches the very core of his heart. He wakes up. And nothing is more interesting than that gaining the state of enlightenment. Nothing is more valuable for that person. He just walks on this path without getting distracted. There is a Upanishad uh, called Kathopanishad. Nachiketa, little boy, he approached Lord of Death and he told him that please give me this self-knowledge. Teach me. Reveal this truth to me. And Yamaraji wanted to test him. He said, I will give you a lot of pleasures. I will make you live for a long time in this world. You can have a lot of land and property and your, uh, you will have a big family and children and you can live as long as you want in this world and have pleasures which are difficult on earth. I can provide them to you. But don't ask for this enlightenment and retirement. He said, no, I don't want all this, whatever you have offered, I am not interested. They are all temporary. They will just dry my senses and my mind and make them like a dust. I don't want them. I want to gain this state of enlightenment. If you are ready to give me, I will stay here. Otherwise, I am going to another teacher. Yamaraji then gave him this. He was very pleased with him and he revealed this knowledge to him. That's called Vairagya. Vairagya is not, uh, as I said, it's not hatred or dislike or disliking other people who are indulging in pleasures and all. No need to dislike them. No need to hate anybody. No need to hate uh, the world and all. It is just about yourself, your priorities. You have chosen. So one who has chosen enlightenment, he has, he has no, he has mind is Shifted from other things. Hmm. Like this light focus. When it gets focused on a particular point, then what happens? Other point becomes dark. It is just focus on one. There is darkness other place. And there is light at one place. So Vairagya is to darken all other, other paths and other pursuit. And just illumine the path of enlightenment. So, Indriyartheshu Vairagyam, Anahankara Evacha, then comes Anahankara. See, each value, one can, one can speak a lot on that, but uh, we will continue. You think about it and cultivate those values in your heart. Anahankara, Anahankara means absence of Ahankara. Absence of Ahankara means, Ahankara here means, a sense of doership. Ahankarta iti bhavana. The notion that I am the doer. The notion that I have done this. And this notion comes when we strongly identify with our body, with our mind, with our senses. We have a strong notion that I am the doer. But when we look objectively at this equipment 
And when we uh, identify, when we look at ourselves at that pure consciousness, then we will know that this whole equipment functions according to the laws of nature. They get the light from me, but they function according to the laws of nature. Then a person will slowly, that sense of doership will start reducing, will become less and less. Anahankar. Also, when we surrender to that, uh, to the, to the higher power, when we surrender to the, uh, to our teacher, then this, uh, there is a sense of, uh, uh, what you call humility and absence of, uh, sense of doership happens. That is called anahankar, absence of ahankar. So that is also a important sadhana to be cultivated. State of absence of ego will take place in the final state of enlightenment. But here it's a preliminary uh, level wherein it can also be acquired by becoming the sevak, by considering ourselves as an instrument in the hands of Ishvara. That also will reduce the ego. When I think I am the boss, then ego is there. But when I say that I am the sevak of a higher boss, then that ego get reduced. Like Hanumanji, Hanumanji when he was asked, who are you? He said, I am the sevak of Sri Ram. He himself was quite capable and strong and all, but he says, no, all my strength and power belongs to him. I am his sevak. So though actions were being performed, but he did not have ahankar in them. That strong sense of doership was not there. So, anahankar evacha. But how to develop this vairagya in our heart and how to develop this anahankar? Bhagwan gives the method below. He says, janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukkha doshanudarshanam. Anudarshanam, constantly seeing, constantly perceiving. What? Dosha. Defects. Defect in what? What type of defect? Dukkha dosha. Defect of sorrow. In what? Janma, mrityu, jara and vyadhi. Janma means birth. There is sorrow in birth. Being born in a particular body. An enlightened person born in a particular body or identified with a particular body, taking birth itself is full of sorrow. If you see the various type of creatures who are there taking birth and their life, if you happen to see their life, is full of all sorts of tragedy and pain and sorrow. All the time there is fear of some predator coming and eating them. All the time there is uh, hunger and thirst. All the time looking here and there where we can get some food to eat. Constantly there is some struggle for uh, for living. So, janma is sorrow. Mrityu, then there is fear of death and the pain of death. Death of our self and death of our loved ones around. So, that mrityu also is full of sorrow, pain. Then jara, old age. Old age comes, whatever you do, it will come. 
Hmm. And uh, what do you call, with old age comes whatever the senses and the mind and the intellect and our body and all, it loses its uh, power and strength. It becomes more and more uh, uh, weak. And then one cannot uh, perform as one was performing in one's uh, youth and all. So that uh, also old age has got its own problem. If you want to know, you can contact people and ask them, Dadaji, kaise ho aap? Then he will tell the sad story. Kya kare beta? Hamare jamane mein aisa nahi tha. Hamare ghar wala ko paise ka baur ya. Anyway, so sorrow, pain about not being uh, taken care of and always some complain or other. Nobody is talking, nobody is asking my this opinion. Suddenly I, one fine morning I see a party is going on. <laughs> Whatever, so sorrow, some sorrow, pain, loneliness, fear. Huh? Economic problem, social problem, this, that and all sorts of things. So old age is sorrow, mrityu is sorrow, janma is sorrow and vyadhi. Vyadhi can happen anytime. Vyadhi means disease, physical disease, some problem. It can happen anytime and that also is full of sorrow. So when we see that even this limited lifespan which we have, which can be utilized to attain the state of enlightenment. It is not full of joy. It has got its own problems. It has got its own limitations. It is not all the time good. It has got its own negativities. Nalini dalagata jalamati taralam tadva jivitamati shechapalam vidhi vyadhya vimanagrastam lokam shokahatancha samastam in Bhajagovindam, Bhagwan says that this lifespan is very flimsy and that too is filled with sorrow and pain. This is not to develop what you call hatred or something, but this uh, dosha darshan when we do, we develop vairagya. Our attachment and our indulgence in this life and in this body and all and uh, having a big plan for future and this and that and all sorts of uh, imaginary ideas which we have as though we will be living in this world for a long time. Not only we have ideas about ourselves but about the world also and changing the world and transforming and all. Bhagavan says you are temporary person here. You perform whatever duties you are given but utilize this time to attain the Supreme. You are a passenger here. You are not the ticket collector. See, there is a difference between the TC and the passenger. TC is very powerful there. He just, he can make you get up from your seat and make you go there and keep on checking this and that and he does lot of things. It appears as though the TC is traveling. TC doesn't travel. He is permanently in the train only. He doesn't reach anywhere. But he has got a lot of power. He has got a lot of status. He has got a lot of... Uh, everyone respects him. 
everyone is scared of him if you don't have proper seat and all you can do namaskar to the tc you can get it but tc when the station comes you travel and when the station comes you get down and you go towards your destination the tc doesn't he again goes back to from where the train started <laughs> next time when you come again you see the same tc there similarly there are some people who live in this world like tcs they are their great power and fame and name and they give you the how to what to do and what not to do and they allot seat to you but they don't reach anywhere so we are not here as tcs we should be here as passengers we should reach our destination we should not make a permanent place in this samsara so when we look at our life very objectively we will know the defects and when we the purpose of this seeing the defect is to gain vairagya is to not develop hatred for anyone or for ourselves also but to gain vairagya and that vairagya will help us to gain that state of enlightenment so janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukha dosha anudarshanam so anudarshanam means perceiving it again and again when we become aware of it we suddenly will be able to drop it like gautam buddha he was born in a very prosperous family king prince he has seen all the wealth and all the pleasures one day he went with the minister looked around and he saw the sorrows of life sorrows of birth sorrows of disease sorrows of old age sorrows of death he saw and what did it make him did he become cynical no he just uh, understood that my priority now is to gain the state of enlightenment not only for myself but i can then share it with the whole world so he just renounced everything followed that path gained that state of enlightenment came back and shared it with the whole world rather than just living in one particular family taking care of his wife and children and his mother in law and father in law that would have been another life story but we wouldn't have heard about him at all but since he renounced and he attained that state of enlightenment he became buddha awakened buddha means one who is awakened enlightened so how he gained this by seeing the defects and withdrawing himself from that but not becoming totally aloof but then going in that direction and gaining that state of enlightenment so many people see defect and become cynical if they don't have the proper understanding the dosha of this world can make a person cynical make a person bitter so that bitterness is not vairagya cynicism is not vairagya vairagya is a healthy positive uh, value that the the world then doesn't uh, affect the person he has chosen the path after seeing the flimsiness of the world he chooses his path and walks on it very with a steady pace so janma mrityu jara vyadhi dukha doshanu darshanam i hope you are counting 
how many values we have done. Even if you don't count, when we reach the end of it, it will be 20. Uh, so 20 values. Further. Asakteranabhiswangaha Putradaragrahadishu Nityancha samachitattvam Ishtanishtopapattishu Asakteranabhiswangaha Putradaragrahadishu Haan. Then asaktihi. Asaktihi means non-attachment. We get attached. Attached means we start depending on objects and people and place and other things very uh, slavishly. We start depending on them for our joy, for our pleasure, for our uh, feel good factor uh, we start depending whatever we get start depending more and more we uh, we uh, that is called attachment only saktihi then we excessively hold on to them we we develop we might use the word oh i love you or i am very i like you and all but that is another way of holding on attachment to people you can say I love you, but we hold on to our furnitures and our cars and our this and that. We might not say I love you, but same emotion is there. Same as we hold on to people, we hold on to our car, and nowadays we hold on to our mobile phone. Whatever happens, we never give up. In the bathroom, while going to sleep, while going to the temple, while satsang, while pravachan is going on, suddenly the phone rings. We never give up phone. In deep sleep state, it is dropped. And when we die, it will be taken away. That is the only time. Otherwise, it is all the time there. Very close to our heart. They say it should not be kept very close to the heart. But we keep it very close. So that's called attachment. Means dependency. Hmm. And again, this dependency also prevents us from gaining that knowledge. So asaktihi means absence of dependency, absence of attachment, non-attachment. Non-attachment, asaktihi. And this also comes when we evaluate the whole life properly. When we don't uh, do things in in extreme. When we utilize, use the, use whatever equipments are there, but not allow those equipments to use us. They are, they are meant for our convenience. Not for, we are not slaves of those equipments. They are meant for our convenience. But slowly we are becoming slaves of them. And it's getting more and more, uh, 
we are attached. Yesterday someone used the term, I had never heard that term before, ringaria. She said, I have got ringaria. I said, what is ringaria? She said, I feel as though the phone is ringing. <laughs> phone is, suddenly she feels, I think it rang. I don't know whether that term is there or not, but it's quite interesting. People get attached to it. Then they get attached to sending SMS, this, that and all. And nowadays, whenever the message comes immediately, it rings. And then you want to check and all. And send your this, all Twitters and blogs and this and that and everything. All unnecessary. And every little detail and all. I have just come out of my bathroom. I wonder who is reading and what they are getting. The, but there are people who might be reading. He has come out of the bathroom. Very nice. <laughs> it's quite a hilarious thing actually. And this uh, prevents us from knowing our ultimate goal from attaining the supreme state. More and more distractions. See, in the good old days during our when this Gita was uh, revealed, so many distractions were not there. Now there are multiple distractions. And in future we don't know how many more will come. More and more distractions are coming up. So asakti, he, absence of attachment, absence of dependency, uh, physical, emotional, intellectual, depending on things for our pleasure, for our comfort, we should try to avoid it as much as possible. So, asakti hi and anabhiswangaha. This is another very interesting. Abhiswangaha and absence of abhiswanga is called anabhiswangaha. Abhiswanga means identifying with objects and people around. See, one is called attachment. Attachment means depending on people or object. But another is identifying. Identifying means considering them as my own self. Identifying tadatme, it is called in Sanskrit, tad atmaiti manyate. Considering it as our own self. Means, suppose identified with some person, then that person's sorrow I consider as my own sorrow and I feel sorrowful. That person's joy I identify and I feel happy. Extreme identification with beings around, animals, birds, plants, and when they are miserable, I become miserable. Why you are so miserable? No, the dog is miserable. Okay, the dog is miserable, you can do whatever you want to take, but why you are miserable? No, I am the dog. (laughs) That is the, it comes, because identification means considering ourselves as that being, and experiencing what? The being is experiencing. That's called identification. It's just like we watch a program on television. We identify with those characters. Suppose there is one character who is getting frightened. Somebody is there and the ghost or something and that fellow is frightened and we sitting here, we get frightened. That's called identification. Identification is extreme attachment. Attachment is dependency, but when that dependency becomes too much, it gets converted into identification. 
सो पीपल आर आइडेंटिफाइड टू मेनी थिंग्स पुत्र दार ग्रहादिशु टू अवर चिल्ड्रन टोटल आइडेंटिफिकेशन विथ अवर चिल्ड्रन एंड वी फील दैट आइडेंटिफिकेशन वी हैव इक्वेटेड इथ विथ लव दैट द चाइल्ड इज सफरिंग देफो आय एम सफरिंग द चाइल्ड इज हंगरी देफो आय एम हंगरी द चाइल्ड इज मेजरेबल देफो आय एम मेजरेबल दॅट्स कॉल आयडेंटिफिकेशन इट डझंट मीन दॅट इफ द चाइल्ड इज मेजरेबल यू डोंट डू एनिथिंग अबाउट इट बट टू सफर विथ द चाइल्ड इज कॉल आयडेंटिफिकेशन विच इज नॉट टू बी डन विच इज नॉट विच इज नॉट अ हेल्दी क्वालिटी इट्स लाईक सपोज यू गो टू अ डॉक्टर the doctor and you are having some pain and all and if the uh, and you are all scared and doctor also gets scared and he also start developing pain then he will not be able to resolve your problem the doctor should understand your pain and understand your suffering and should be able to give you the right medicine but the doctor should not himself suffer similarly the parents should understand the position and the suffering or whatever of the children but should not suffer with them suffering with them is identifying considering them as i which might appear great oh so nice love and all it is not it is identification it's called abhiswanga with animals with birds with uh, with with all beings around therefore our great mahatmas and all otherwise there will be misery only one more suffering person will be there so they understand they are they are sympathetic they they try to resolve we try to give some solution but they don't suffer along with that person is like a child when the, some uh, let us say a balloon bursted and the child cries and all that parents may understand ha ro raha hai but he understand but many times we identify with them totally and suffer with them so that is called abhiswanga so here an abhiswanga means absence of that don't identify with anyone and anything in this world Bhagwan gives example putra means our own children the son or the daughter then dara dara means uh, wife or husband hmm? identification with them no then graha graha means house you can write your question and keep it not during pravachan or later on you can meet graha means house one identifies with the house and consider it as our own or like car and all you are sitting that car new car great identification i am my car car and i are one some scratch on the car we feel there is a scratch on my heart this called identification this you try to understand you may have lot of objection about it but try to understand if you understand this in its right sense you will be able to become fit to gain that state of enlightenment this is our present condition don't justify your present condition nobody is saying that one should not love 
the children, love the husband or wife and anything. But identification is a sign of ignorance. Identification means thinking that that is I. Considering this body itself as I is a problem. Here you are thinking something else as I. Furniture as I. I and my furniture. Therefore people use this term. Something happens, some thing collapse or some their business fails and I have died. You are jinda, you are this breathing, you know. No, I am, I am gone. I am dead. So that is called identification. So putra dar graha adishu adi means etc. Because Bhagavan knew that this much is not enough. People will have identification with so many other things also. And as our world also progresses and lot of new things come, new identifications happen. Identification and attachment happens just like that if we are not alert. Even to, even to chairs when we come here. When we sit, one day when we come and sit, next day if we find someone else sitting on that place, we say, Meri Jagapur kyu beta hai wahapar? Ye to meri chair. Hapki chair kahan se hogi? And if you sit at every place, the whole hall will become yours. <laughs> so we get attached to place and furniture and things and that and all. And this prevents us from recognizing the ultimate truth. Then nityancha samachittatvam ishta anishto papattishu to keep the mind balanced. Samachitta chitta to keep our mind, our intellect, our memory, our knowledge balanced under all circumstances. Our our understanding, our emotions, and our uh, con- uh, this uh, all our memories and all should be kept under proper balance, equanimous under all circumstances. Ishta anishta upapattishu. In uh, when we acquire something which is desirable, and when we acquire something which is non-desirable, there should not be any disturbance in our our personality. We should not get too excited by things which are desirable and become too depressed when things are undesirable obtained outside. That's called balance. Like very good example given from the Ramayana is of Ram Chandraji. When he was told that you will your Rajyavishek will take place tomorrow, he accepted that news and he said, Okay, I will prepare for that, he had to fast or whatever preparation. And he was balanced like, because that was a agya from his father, he accepted as his duty as a son, that you have given me this responsibility of the kingdom, I will carry it out. Then next day he was again called, and said there is slight change in play, that uh, the Rajyavishek will not take place, but you will have to go to the forest for 14 years and wearing a simple dress, not a kingly or prince dress, but simple dress, you will have to go to the forest. No more kingdom for you. This is very good. Thank you. There was no change in his expression. There was no, uh, uh, the balance did not get disturbed. 
It, it did not create hatred in his heart. It did not create violence in his heart. He did, did not shout and, and start doing all sorts of funny things and all. He was as balanced as he was before. He had same respect for his parents. He had same attitude towards his dharma. He had, a, that is called a complete balanced person. And these are out of situation. He says, this situation has come. Okay, I will deal with it. Some other situation come. I have, I will deal with it. That's called samachitta. Keeping the balance of the mind means let the mind not get affected by the condition of the world outside. It's like our, we put AC in our room. Whatever be the temperature in the world outside, we keep it on a on a controlled temperature, balanced temperature. The temperature within will be same, whatever be the temperature outside. Similarly, the temperature within is same, whatever be the condition outside, person remains balanced. Balanced means he responds to the situation in a balanced way, in a proper way. So, ishta Anishta upapattishu samachittatvam remains balance. Further, Bhagavan says, Mai chananya yogena bhaktiravya bhicharini vivekta desha sevitvam Aratir jana samsadi Mai chananya yogena Bhaktiravya bhicharini Vivekta desha sevitvam Aratir jana samsadi Some more values, qualities mentioned here. Bhagwan says, developing ananya bhakti in me. Here, when Bhagavan says me, is Ishvara, that supreme reality, who is, ident- who is the lord of the entire cosmos, entire universe, means our own self, our own higher self. We, our own higher self is what Bhagavan Krishna is. And uh, to develop that love for that Supreme Self, Ananya, Ananya Prem, Ananya love for our own higher self. See here in our scriptures, later on we will see the Neya, the Kshetradnya is described, is indicated. And the indication of the Kshetradnya is indication of myself. My own self is revealed. So to have love for my own, that self which is revealed, which is indicated, is called bhakti. Bhakti is love for my own higher self, for who I am in reality. Not what I think I am, but what I am in reality. To have love for that is called bhakti. It's, hmm. My own self. It's like, a, like for example, that example I gave, like the sun gets reflected in a in a small drop of water in space. That's the reflection 
identify the sun when it identifies with the reflection then it identifies with the water drop and thinks itself to be a limited being but when it is told that you have developed that love for your own real self means the reflection is told that you develop love for the sun the reflection is told that you develop love for the sun don't love all these other bubbles who are around you don't love the other reflection you can see in the other bubbles but love that sun that is what you are when the bubble will burst when this water will dry up only you will remain there neither the bubble water will remain nor the reflection will remain only the sun will remain so here in mai in that ishvara or in that brahma to have ananya uh, bhakti without any deviation considering it as our ultimate destination con- uh, to have that uh, supreme love for our own higher self so i loving myself is called bhakti i the limited i loving my own self the higher self and this higher self is not only here it is everywhere hmm. so it is not ego loving ego it is the ego or the self individual self or the identified self loving its own higher self so it is it's a it's a most uh, sublime thing so here bhagwan says this bhakti avvevicharini undistracted steady uh, and uh, what you call single pointed a love for me atma gudha kesha sarvabhutashe stitah i am yourself hey arjun i am the self in all beings so to love krishna doesn't mean to go to vrindavan and eat prasad there that also you can do it is good for health but loving krishna means loving your own higher self not some imaginary person or something but your own self and not ego again i am saying but your own higher self which will be indicated later on also hmm as that param brahma anadimat param brahma nasat tannasaduchyate like that that higher self will be indicated so uh, bhaktir avvevicharini and vivikta desha sevat sevitvam aratir janasamsadi vivikta desha sevitvam uh, uh, love and uh, and uh, what you call uh, practicing the uh, thing of being in solitude practice of being alone and in solitude ha uh, vivikta desha vivikta desha means in a place which is not uh, free ekanta which is free from all crowd and all solitude practicing solitude not alone not loneliness ha huh? loneliness is when i feel that i am i am alone sitting here and others are away solitude is when i feel complete when i feel satisfied with myself when i have no complaints when i am at ease with my own self on higher self 
So it's a most fascinating uh, quality. We will talk about it more tomorrow. So vivikta desha sevitvam and aratir jana samsidi and uh, what you call not reveling or not uh, liking or not being in the company of people who are Bhagwan Shankaracharya ji writes who are uh, who are prakrut who are very uh, free from all culture huh? uncultured and uh, loud and um, uh, people with not proper qualities one should avoid them the seeker should avoid people or places where people are there who are loud who are crazy who are uh, who are distracted disturbed uh, who don't have proper qualities in them dussanga uh, it is called so dussanga should be avoided at all times should avoid we cannot totally uh, remove them, but we can avoid uh, as far as possible if physically we cannot avoid it emotionally intellectually we should avoid she is not allow those people to enter our system you can be right in the middle of a big party and not allow the party to enter your system you can be there comfortably smiling at everyone and all but no party is entering you that is fine if it is unavoidable it's like a boat which is there in the water so the water should not be allowed to enter the boat then it will not sink more we will see in our class tomorrow